everybody welcome back to another episode of can i help you uh, hi y'all hi hi we're back bow, 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 bow. <laughs> yes trini what happened <laughs> i didn't i didn't mean to cough on the mic so i was like oh and then i muted myself went, <laughs> i thought you were sucking dick i was confused no i was like, still sick last week y'all still sick no uh, but the thing is so i think since the covid i have my lactose sensitivity is stronger and so every time i consume dairy even like feta like something that's like low moisture like i get phlegmy so i need to stop eating dairy no pizza oh no (laughs) i mean i've been feeling ever since my stomach flu i have to like wait after i eat like i can't like go like i've been trying to like walk the dog in the morning right after breakfast and the second i come back home everything comes out so i have to just sit down and wait dying for a good stomach flu i want to lose like five pounds oh girl girl it's worth it but not worth it (laughs) i know that shit is miserable like when you shoot it from both ends oh Oh god especially because you want to eat everything and then yeah the things that you're craving the most become like intensified to the max so it's like i want chicken nuggets i will do everything in my power to get those chicken nuggets but i know they're gonna fuck up my stomach i know it but just eat them anyway. <laughs> Self care. <laughs> Self destruction. <laughs> We're not doctors. Please don't take any advice from well, us. Absolutely please. not. Take no. And we're just talking about personal experiences. Yeah, we barely got our own degrees. So come on, relax. Barely. <laughs> barely. I know they gave us our, our degree so that they could be like, y'all too much trouble, like whatever we can do to get you the fuck out. Oh, uh, for sure. It was out of spite. It was for sure out of spite. Yeah. Anything was- to get bestow the white, the pri- white privilege of that school back to its natural habitat. Peace. Period. <laughs> because Honestly. my last semester, they were like, oh, you're missing three credits. And I was like, that can't be. That can't be. I don't understand. And then I still passed. I was like, maybe I wasn't missing it. Or they just wasn't giving mm. fuck out. Right. I really feel like they just gave us our degrees and then kicked us off the stage. But I will say, I don't mean to toot our own horn, but when our names were called, we, I heard a little commotion, y'all. A little commotion. Yeah. There's some people in there. Everybody crowd. loved us. Like, what? <laughs> everybody loved us and our ghetto ass families were there too so it was yeah. uh, remember who else was in the crowd of our graduation i still won't let it go was it because with Khalifa yeah. and uh, miss amber rose was in the stage as well yeah. and they were just not on like, the stage y'all just in, in the stage <laughs> they were in the crowd they were in the crowd and like so the person who they were there for we like knew off and on and she kept to themselves and like all that stuff. So she yeah. wasn't really friends with nobody. And um, they came for her because she's cousin of Wiz Khalifa. And all of a sudden, since Wiz Khalifa and Amber Rose was in the crowd, all of a sudden everybody wanted to talk to her. And I was like, no, right. Miss Ma'am. No. Nah. Right. I noticed that too. I went up to her and I'm like, these niggas fake. <laughs> <laughs> 
but ass only had like two friends she had yeah. like it was this one queer white boy and this other queer i want to say he's either puerto rican or dominican but i'm gonna give him puerto rican and that's it <laughs> there was no other friends of hers yeah, yeah she kept to herself she wasn't on campus like if you talked to her it was i had one class with her she was very cool they but it was nice we were so fucking try hard during graduations like y'all never even looked her way no. And all of a sudden, they probably don't even know her name. Yep, no, they didn't. But the oh only reason gosh. why I knew that she was related was because of the last name. I was like, oh, this last name is belongs to Whiskey for two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I didn't even know until I think I went to her Facebook and I was like, Tomas. Oh, <laughs> and then and then after that, I was like, I still don't give a fuck. Like, I'm gonna still say hi. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna like try and put like her on the pedestal because that's not my mo. No, it must be like weird. It must be weird to be um like related to a celebrity because it's like you're, I not, am. you're not the celebrity. You know what I mean? But as soon as people find out, might as well be. I'm related to celebrities. People still treat me normal. Which celebrity? My mom. (laughs) (laughs) She's a celebrity in my heart. She is a celebrity on this pod. (laughs) Highest grossing episodes with Night. I mean, absolutely. Wait, was it really? Mm -hmm. I mean, our moms are probably the highest. Our moms are probably celebrities of our neighborhoods for sure. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. Adelka knows everybody. She knows everybody. She's the mayor. Yeah, basically. Hell yeah. How do they do it though? Like, my mom will post a picture and get like a thousand likes. I'll post a picture. I, I got a cool like 85. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Same, they, just, same. they just got that flair. I don't know what it is. It's not box juice. It's that like, it's that like, it's the, it's the safety. It's the confidence. It's the like, it's the never shutting up. I personally believe it's that one. I think it's that our mothers will talk to everybody and anybody about anything. It does not matter where they are at. I used to get so embarrassed about that as a kid so much. And now I'm like, okay, girl, get your free shit. Because my mom gets free stuff every time she talks to somebody and it doesn't make any sense to me. How do they do it? They get free shit. My mom got a free car just because she got her license from like a friend of a friend. I was like, it's always like the. It's because people have extra money, and if they have extra money, they want to like. At least in my mom's situation, like she's been on cruises, she's been on trips, she's been on like a whole bunch of shit, mostly because they just like having her around. So they'll pay. That's what that again, mini celebrity status. They'll mm-hmm. pay to have your the like Kim Kardashian. It's wild. Mm-hmm. So free stuff, yes. Free stuff, them getting hit on all the time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, we went way off track. No, we didn't. (laughs) It's a topic. It's a hot topic. But, okay, how was your week, Janir? Spill the tea, spill the beans. How did it go? Why can't Demel go first this time? Okay, Demel, how was your week, Demel? <laughs> Y'all gonna stop arguing. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Never. Uh, let me think. Let me think. What's something cool that happened this week? Nah, like you know, I'm like in the process of doing a bunch of stuff. So like my week's filled with like 
just BS. On the other hand, my my manager came back from his three month vacation, and I'm gonna send y'all a video because people don't think I'm being serious. He's in his office. Fuck this, fuck that, bitch. All this stuff. He closes his door. Might as well not close the door because you can hear him down the hall, like swearing all that shit because he doesn't want to be there, and because the people that were standing in from him for him like fucked everything up. And I was like, I told you, man. Like I told you. He's like, I know, but I didn't know they were gonna fuck this up so bad. And like, I'm like, oh, like we're still in an office setting, like. You don't, anybody that comes in, he'll be like, pieces of shit. I was like, oh my God, like what is happening? <laughs> and I was, I finally told him, I was like, you gotta go. <laughs> like, you you gotta find something else. He's like, I've been looking and he's been getting all these interviews that he's been doing while at work, which is one of the things that I really like about working with him. Cause he's like, as long as you get your stuff done, I don't really care if you're like watching porn in the office. I don't care. Like oh, as long as you have your work done by the end of the day, I just don't care. And it's not like he micromanages or anything, but he's just a guy that's like, he's over it and you can tell. And it makes it so much more difficult when you're working with someone that you need, like, I need you to do this. Stop swearing. <laughs> like, right. But other than that, I mean, it's pretty entertaining. I'm not going to lie. That whole office is going to have a turnover. Mm-hmm. Yep. We just lost one dude. The other one's interviewing. My manager's interviewing. All, all right. Y'all heard yeah. that? They're racing yeah. on the street. Dang. Um, I'm I thought there was no else backgrounds. I know, right? Noel's always got janky ass <laughs> audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> but yeah she said that's not funny because <laughs> <laughs> she know it too she don't like to know it but she know it <laughs> her audio cutting in and now I can hear every text message she's sending chat, talking to a hundred people every text message I live but anyways that was my week how's y'all's week um i'll go this time oh thank god what continue so my week honestly it was a blur i don't really remember anything that's good (laughs) like the picture behind you yes exactly i feel like that's how it went how's job hunting going though um job hunting is rough streets is rough out here it is and so like i'm really starting to think like okay let me get like a google certificate in like something (laughs) so that i can have a leg up um but i'm thinking that possibly i would go back into design (laughs) so like i would get like a certificate in the ux um I forgot what it's called, but like the UX design, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, because I know there's like a lot of design jobs. Well, there's a lot of data analysis, design jobs, analysts. Um, what else? Banking type of careers down in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, or a lot of um, like customer service. The thing is, they're not paying a lot for customer service. Like te- the range that I've seen is between ten and fifteen dollars an hour. Excuse me for customer service. 
for customer service. Again, one of those jobs that should be paying the most, but yeah, legit. Yes. I'm trying to get away from customer service and like the customer service people keep hounding me for it. But they're they I, customer service at minimum should be twenty-five to thirty dollars at minimum. Oh, that would be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking that during this um the seasons coming up, I think I'm gonna try and um apply for a seasonal job and just work a whole bunch of um, hours not a whole bunch but like some like after work and then you know just have some more monies mm-hmm. temporary well shoot yeah I just want to make sure everything's good but yeah I'm thinking about getting back into design so at least right now like if I don't find like I want to find something that I'll just bring in money and so like I just want to restructure what I'm looking for and then reapply again like around the summertime so just something that will hold me in place for a minute and then just transition out I get it girl it's hard to be paying 23 starting Damn. Yeah. They do. You could be a McDonald's manager for 30 bucks an hour. I'm okay with that one. Well, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to be around Greece all day. Yeah, the foods. I don't want to be around foods. But yeah, you know, it's going. I've changed my LinkedIn photos. I'm slowly rebuilding um, my LinkedIn and resume. So now I just got to do the job descriptions and stuff. I just did the same thing, Trinia. I just updated my LinkedIn profile picture, but uh-huh. not, because, not because of anything, just because LinkedIn still sends me emails. And, yes. they'll, and they'll be like, congratulate this one for their six-year anniversary. And I'm like, I'm not doing that, LinkedIn. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I know. I hate when they do that. <laughs> Wait, what does your LinkedIn photo look like? Go on my LinkedIn, girl. True, I'm gonna go. But yeah, how are you doing, No Whale? Um, I'm good. <clears throat> so, I it's this week has been a little bit triggering, not because of anything that happened to me, but that's the reason why I was wanted to talk about this podcast. <laughs> well, that's the reason why I wanted to leave the podcast because I I've been watching a lot of things that revolve around children either being killed, mistreated. Or like very, very like, there's one that I'll talk about that I didn't send y'all because I personally still have nightmares about it. But it's like the scariest thing in the world. And I just like, I, I like every time I see something happening, to, I don't want children in my life ever. And I have nieces and nephews and that's enough for me. And I just think about, I just, in my brain, I just can't, I can't function when it comes to children, something happening to children. Cause I'm like, they're, they haven't lived their lives yet. They're so young. They don't really know what's happening. They don't know what they're doing. Da, 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 da. And obviously I like, I put a lot of that to even like my dog. Cause I'm like, my dog is still only four months old. And I'm like, you know, if he pees on something, he doesn't know that he's peeing on it. He's a baby. <laughs> and so my spirit and my body cannot function when I see something bad happening to a child. Even if it's like a parent screaming at a child for some reason, it literally like again my body leaves my soul and goes to god and asks for them to to smite the bitch like there was a, 
<laughs> and I'm saying that because it reminded me of this one time that I was, I want to say that me and you were together today, but I could be completely wrong. But I was on the bus to the beach in Providence. And this one woman was yelling at her daughter who's wearing a skirt and a diaper. And so this is a baby. This is like, maybe she's like one or two years old. And she's like, close your legs, close your legs. And she was just like completely yelling at this child. And I'm just like, A, the child doesn't understand why their legs need to be closed. They have One, they have a whole diaper on. And two, it's a child. Like they don't know to cross your legs or, and also like, you shouldn't be yelling at the child. You should be yelling at the people who are looking at your child opening their legs. Like that dynamic has always been like an interesting one to me when it comes to like raising young people who identify as fine. Also, you dressed the child. <laughs> like, yeah. Dumb even, bitch. Golly. Like, but anyways, besides that, <laughs> 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 besides trauma and trigger, uh, my week was good. I like, we finally planned to go on vacation, which is nice. Um, oh, where y'all going? We're going somewhere. It's so, uh, Mexico has this like list of like little pueblas in the state of Mexico that they've like made everything really cheap so that they can have more tourism. So they're like, it's Airbnbs for like $20 a night, $40 a night. Um, and then like everything around them is obviously really inexpensive because it's the state of Mexico and not the city of Mexico. So, so he sent me like four of the little towns and we were like looking at all of their Airbnbs and stuff like that. One of them has like, one of them is like more in the forest and all of the houses are low-key tree, like tree houses. So mm-hmm. they're really tall stilts and it's like, it, they're gorgeous, they're magical. So I'm really excited for that. And we're going to go at the end of September um, because we just finished paying for the dog. So then he has to save money again. Congratulations. But, we love paying off debt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this week I've been dying, which the one thing that sucks is... Oh, like, dying in terms <laughs> of fabric, not physically. <laughs> I was, I was Disclaimer. <laughs> not physically dying. I've been dying clothes. Because I finally got my dive. But I forgot that, like, chemically smell is, like, it just stays. And I hate that smell. Bleach. I mean, not bleach. Um, um, vinegar and lemon. I know. I have to, I have to clean my whole apartment again. Um, but it also stays on my fingers because I don't have gloves or don't like wearing gloves. So You but need to start. I know. I'm trying to be an adult, and it's hard. But anyways... <laughs> <laughs> besides that this week's podcast we're talking about poor parenting so disclaimer if you are uncomfortable with hearing bad things that happen to children then i would recommend you not listening to this podcast and we'll put a disclaimer in the um description so the video that sort of inspired me to talk about it this week was so (laughs) my partner sends me this video and i'm like And he's like, oh, I'm going to send you this. Ask about X, Y, and Z later. And I was like, okay. And so I like, it's a tweet. And the tweet, obviously, there's like a video in here. (laughs) And so I was like reading it. And I was like, okay, I'm thinking it's porn. I'm excited. I'm like, (laughs) it's already porn. Um, Because the tweet doesn't really say much or doesn't really give a clear description. Or maybe I just didn't understand the Spanish. But it was just weird. So So I opened it. You know, children in Mexico and in most places play outside. 
whether it's near the street, whether it's in someone's parking lot, whether it's in, they literally have a backyard. It is just inevitable, especially in neighborhoods that are like primarily family. So, you know, you kind of have to be cautious of that because most cities, like most towns, you're aware of the town that you're in. So then there's this one man and he's like either parking the car back or doing something with the car. The child gets their foot stuck in the car, in the back of the car. Again, I don't understand how it happens in my head logically. Because you know that when, if you, if you ever got your foot like on a car, you would like, again, as like a reactive human being, you would like be on the side and you wouldn't put your whole body in the back of the car. Mm -hmm. Child's whole entire body was squished by the car. Literally over his head was on the bottom of the, of the wheel. (gasps) Oh God. So he got like rolled in. It must've been the fabric from the clothes or something. So I was like, maybe it was the fabric. Maybe he saw something that like a, a toy of his or something. There's obviously no clear explanation. And I really hate that about Twitter because Twitter is like this weird, Twitter is like low-key the dark web. <laughs> no, it is the dark web, yeah. Everything, every single thing. And it was like, and it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. The porn I get, the like sadistic things I don't get. But... From what I learned to my friends, Trinir and Demel, people who read comments after every fucking video, I read the comments. Mm. And comments, half people are divided. Half of them are blaming the parents. They're like, oh, that's poor parenting. Someone should have been watching the child. Someone should have been attentive to it. The other half is blaming, obviously, the, the guy who's in the car. How did you not see a child? If you're looking in the rear, like, obviously, like, how do you not feel that there's something there? Like, how, if you see that there are children in the peripheral, like, how do you not stop? Or how do you not, like, double check or whatever? So then my question to y'all, so I have a, whole, so I have a couple scenarios and we're going to see who is at fault. Yes. So my question to y'all is, who do you think is at fault? Is it the parent's fault or is it the driver's fault? Hmm. So I've, so I, not saying I've been in these types of situations, but you know, I guess growing up, like you, like the, you know, the kids that you were talking about in Mexico, how, you know, just outside or the near the street, backyard, whatever, it was the same thing growing up. Like we would play in the street, on the side of the street, on the sidewalk, um, little patches of grass. But I just remember always playing near traffic, <clears throat> um, not in traffic, but just near it. <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, my parents, my mom, like she would just go in, do whatever she needs to do, like in the house, um, occasionally check in on us. But, you know, mostly it's a time where she's taking, I guess you could say, like a parental break mm-hmm. um, and that sort of separation. So then like we could go out, hang out with friends or just enjoy like being outside in general. But there was always a caution of, you know, if you're going to be by the street, you need to be, you know, aware. And so like, I don't know the age of the child. How old were they? Maybe three, maybe two. It, that's the thing that like freaked me out too, is that like, this was like a baby, like in a onesie. And then the comment after was like, there was at least one person who like actually like checked on the news or who knew the family or who lived in the town. And they were like, oh, the child's 
at the hospital and they're still alive, but they're in critical condition. It's like, yeah, they like you, the child's head was squished. Like, I was surprised the child was still alive. I thought I just saw death. Yeah, well, baby's bones, they're, um, they're soft and then they could just uh-huh. heal like at a different rate. Oh, okay. All right. So then, oh, wait. Now that I know the age, I think I could change my answer. <laughs> what I was going to say. Um, to me, again, it always takes, uh, no, it's kind of similar, but it always takes a village. I think that if you are in a neighborhood, if you see kids around, I think as much as people are like, oh, these aren't my kids, so I'm not going to pay attention. I think ideally in a neighborhood, if there are kids, everyone should be watching the children. If you see something happen and you let it happen, then that's that's just some BS. Like, you're telling me there was no one around, no one even walking by that was like, hey, um, stop backing up. Because I've done situations like that where I had to be like, oh, um, hold on. Um, Because, you know, somebody or myself is nearby. (laughs) Um, And so I wouldn't necessarily, oh, this is hard. Okay, I don't want to blame the parent all the way. Because, again, it's sort of that, you know, separation, that playtime. But your child is about three years old, you know, very young. And maybe they're not cognitively aware of surroundings. Because around that age, spatial awareness is not, like, on point. So, (laughs) (laughs) right. Even as an adult, it's like, well. But I do think, you know, if you are in a vehicle, just, like, every training, everything that you need, you know, you need a license for you go through this training, what you need to look out for, what you need to do. And so if this person was just like in a rush, if this person wasn't paying attention to their surroundings, then that's also their fault too. So I think both folks are at fault. One isn't paying attention to their surroundings. The other, they didn't necessarily take the proper precautions because this child is so young and their spatial awareness isn't to where it needs to be, right? So they seem a little too young. So I honestly blame both because they're both at fault. And this reminds me of a Judge Judy episode I I watched. And she said they were both at fault. (laughs) I I don't know about that one because two, three is way too young to let your just little kid roam around the street. But that's assuming that the parent knew the kid was roaming the streets. Because I remember when I was young, my brother would sneak through like, between the fence lines my parents would put up we would sneak right through them and like the the only thing that we had trouble getting out was our big ass heads like but once we were on the street we was in the street and I remember playing in DR on this very small tiny busy street as a young little kid I need to stay in the sidewalk but that's like you know what I mean so like to blame the parent would mean that the parent knew their two three-year-old was out in the streets you know just roaming around which most of the time they don't know like oops I left the door open or some shit like that yeah at that age yeah and if they knew and then the kid was that young the parents for a fact because what you said it was a truck 
no it was just like a regular honda civic or something it wasn't even a truck it's very difficult though when you're in a car especially with a little kid like how are you going to see the little kid behind your car because when i drive my dad's truck and i go to the grocery stores i try to park like facing forward because people never hold on to their kids on the damn parking lot when they're shopping they never hold on to their kids and i don't have one of those little cameras most trucks don't so if your kid is behind there and i go to back up it don't matter how slow i'm backing up i'm running over your kid like so i don't blame the automotive the the auto person at all because they probably didn't see the kid in the first place you know what i mean if you all of a sudden ran over a bump on the street and you're like it's just a bump on the street and didn't bother to like stop or anything like that okay I get that but to see like it's it's so difficult like a while back ago I read a story about um this this dad who wrote like an essay on uh losing his kid basically and what happened was his five-year-old wanted to surprise him like coming home like uh, yeah I wanted to like surprise him coming home from work so she got a whole bunch of like fall like it was fall so she got a bunch of leaves and she hid under like a little mountain of leaves and the dad drives a truck so he came into the driveway saw a little mountain of leaves and just ran right over it goes inside and mom's like oh where's the where is she like she said she was going out there to surprise you and he had uh in fact ran over his kid and killed her so it's one of those things where it's like it's just it's a bad it's a series of unfortunate events is what I think it is and it's it's very difficult like I I have a fear like if I have a kid that they'll choke and I don't know CPR you know what I mean I don't know the Heimlich maneuver on on a kid or anything like that or like they'll wander into a pool and they'll be in there and I'll be way too busy and it'll be way too long and they'll drown or something like that having kids is stressful y'all I don't want to have <laughs> I have enough stress with a dog he gets out mm-hmm. into the fence and someone shoots him because he's a pit bull oh my god I can't even think about this but I don't think yeah. no one's at fault unless the parent knew that they were out there roaming around two, three-year-olds on the street, unless the parent knew. If the parent did not, not know, I don't blame anyone. If they knew, I blame you, bitch. Yeah, I had a mm-hmm. reaction to it. I was like, realistically, like the child was so tiny that like, I think it was the height of maybe the top of the back of the the headlight in the back. It just, they're not called headlights. What are they called? You know how to own a car. You know how to do car things. What are the yeah. lights called? Backlights? The brake lights? lights? Yeah, brake light. <laughs> the red ones? The <laughs> 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 back. Maybe not, maybe around the same height as the backlight. So again, that's why it's a very young child. So at first, my, in, my initial instinct was to like blame the individual who, who hit the child. I was like, how can you not see that? Like, and the video is very strange because the video has like, the mother is like yelling at the guy to push forward, but then the guy comes out the car and and it, and it doesn't seem like he has any remorse. And I think that's what bothered me the most was that like, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like he was apologetic or he cared or he was worried. Yet the mother was like in full, like picked up the child and was like in full, uh, hysterical mode and the father was like how the fuck did you not see it and so again there's not a lot of like noise in this video either other than like the mother's hysteria 
um because i'm assuming it's just like a security video like a camera because mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like someone was recording it or so i'm mm-hmm. it someone recording but it seemed like it was a security camera so i couldn't i couldn't blame either of them one because it's like again culturally and most latin american cultures from my assumption kids be playing on the street and just living mm-hmm. their lives and it happens in america too where kids are just like literally just chilling and just doing a thing and we obviously hear about people getting hit consistently with children blah blah so i was like i couldn't blame either of them but i also like i don't know because there was also like the little brother out there too and then by instant went to like blame the little brother <laughs> <laughs> why did this kid not save the other kid like what it does your, that's your sibling and so i, I don't like i just like there is no logical nothing to it because it's like you can't Realistically, you can't blame anyone because then, because it's the circumstance doesn't lead for it. You know, like there's no circumstance where like, I as a parent, if I did have a child, I would probably monitor them 24 seven. They wouldn't leave. They wouldn't physically be able to feel outside air unless I was also breathing it. It just would not. <laughs> uh-uh. And if I ever have children, we're gonna have a backyard and we're gonna live in a house. And that is obviously privilege. But then I wouldn't have children if I wasn't privileged. I just, for me personally, my mother, <laughs> whole other story. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But it's like, you know, I just, I wouldn't allow it. So like, for me, like I wanted to blame the parents. Like I wanted to blame everybody, but blaming everybody doesn't do any, like blaming anybody doesn't do anything. Like overall the kid is injured. Is the kid gonna survive or not? And I think that was like the logical thing in my head what I was thinking about after. Cause I was like, I know if I know how heavy a car is, it is a a series of tons and a tire going over your head automatically screams death to me. And so for me, again, I was just like, why isn't there more news on Twitter? Like Twitter, I guess I was mad at Twitter too. (laughs) This is supposed to be, it's supposed to be like a Mexican news Twitter. Um, so they're supposed to like be reporting on things over over and over again. And this is the thing that happened within like a week ago. And there was only one comment that was like, oh yeah, the child's in critical condition. It's like, are we gonna keep up with the child? Like, I wanna know the child's fine. I like, there's no like names on it. There's not like Alessandra Guzman and da 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 da. Like there's none of that. So you can't really like Google it or nothing. And I'm just like, I need to know. Cause I cannot like, I've been having nightmares about it pretty frequently. And it just like, And then I also told my boyfriend, I was like, don't ever send me shit like that again. I don't want, like, I don't like, I don't like death at all. Physical death freaks me out. And if I see someone like, like my fear is that I get shot on the street and then no, I don't have, like, I can't remember anyone's number and I can't remember my phone or like call anyone. (laughs) The only number I remember is Trinia. She's all the way in North Carolina. What's she going to do when I'm in Mexico? (laughs) I need to remember Rodolfo's number at some point. But I'm just like, that's like one of my biggest fears. And so I don't like watching that type of stuff. And then speaking of that, here's another scenario. So when I lived with my family, me and my, when my niece was like first born, we used to just like look outside the window and it was just like very chill. Like it was like us, like just like watching people go by and she would like giggle at things that she thought was funny. And I was like, whatever, cool, whatever. So one day... (laughs) again things happening to children this little girl is like riding her like or 
she's coming out of the backyard or the garage of her family's house and she's riding her bike. So she rides her bike down and a car comes like extremely fast because our neighborhood was just like that. Like people didn't give a fuck about the laws. And he like smack dabbed her head. And then she like flew forward, fell and cracked her skull. And there was blood all over the floor. Do I know what happened to that girl? Absolutely not. But here's the thing that fucked me up. My niece was in full laughter. Full blown laugh. Like she thought it was the funniest thing she ever saw in her whole entire life. Like I tried to calm her down. And I tried to be like, no, Nadia, that's bad. She's hurt. She couldn't help it. And it was and it was a little scary to me. <laughs> because I was like, are we raising the like Satan spawn? Like I couldn't. And the real tears are like. My niece, just like me when I was younger, my family really loves horror movies. Like to the uh, there we go. In ways that like I don't understand just yet. So my first horror movie I saw when I was five, and it was like the one where it was like another dimension and it was in a box. And there was this one guy that his whole head was just pins in it. And I want to say his name was Pinhead um yeah i remember just being like mortified by that movie and i've and then 13 ghosts is another big one in my in my time when i was a child and i just remember seeing a lot of like these like really stark aggressive images so my question is <laughs> a what would you have done if you saw your child maniacally kind of laughing in that sort of way when they saw someone died and b is it okay to expose or or personally are you comfortable with exposing your children to the genre of horror or what would fight club be like intense aggressive action like action like, like violent violent action like yeah. are you comfortable with showing at what age are you comfortable with showing them that type of cinema and are you okay with them watching it anyways mm-hmm. and at w- what age was your niece again at this time? I think it was maybe two. two. Two or three years old. No, she doesn't know. She doesn't know mortality. I know she probably, doesn't. She probably watched a, a bunch of little cartoons where they fall on their head and they're okay. Or like, you know, family guy or that seemingly like for kids, but it's not. The thing is that the truck literally like whooshed the girl like like uh, the girl had flight and then fell and then there was blood she so, doesn't know mortality she that's why she laughed because she's like that's funny now as like an older child she's like i think she's seven or something like that and she and she loves horror but she doesn't find it funny like she just she's genuinely like she thinks she does get scared and stuff kind of gets scared but she mostly thinks it's stupid she's like oh like i know it's fake it's not real um but that maniacal laugh when she was a child i was just like this little girl needs therapy (laughs) or this little girl needs to go to god or something like because i genuinely was like concerned (laughs) because i was like so worried about the child and then i was like why is my child laughing i like i was weird it was very strange it's it's so hard to say like i wouldn't let them because i know kids find out yes like it don't matter you put on parental controls in your house you don't know what their friends are showing them so i would want to put parental controls they don't watch like gory shit until they're at least like 
double digit number you know what I mean at least until they can have a conversation if they're scared or they're questioning something um but it's so hard because like remember the cartoons we used to watch them shits was gore Tom and Jerry was gory shit it was just no blood involved and then same with like um the Amanda have you ever watched the Amanda Bynes show yeah and the hillbilly segment it was like knock knock who's there pinhead yeah. pinhead who i'm a jay with a pin and then it's like bonk and then you just like laugh because it's supposed to be funny yeah it's hard though to be like you can't watch this you know damn sweet they're gonna watch it you know you know it they're gonna figure out your parental control passcode and they're gonna watch it so it's very hard yeah. but <laughs> Your niece laughing at two years old probably the most hilarious thing. I <laughs> I was the part for me too is that like, because I was like, again, I'm a fan of horror movies too. Like I've been watching them since I was a kid and I've always been really fascinated with like, with like the supernatural aspect of it. The like physical human death has never been something that's been interesting to me, but the like supernatural aspect of it too. So I genuinely looked at my my niece's hair and I was like, where's the 666? Is there <laughs> Like I've seen the movies. I must be in her scalp and she's not showing it to me because she knows I'm a follower of the Lord Jesus. <laughs> but it was, it was genuinely scary. Like I was just like, oh, this, but I was also thought it was funny too. Cause I was like, <laughs> If it's my child, it would laugh, you know. What I mean? yeah. <laughs> like I know me and I know my child, and there's certain uncomfortable things that, like, even if they are kind of scary, I my grandma told me this one thing when I was younger, and I kind of like kept with it all my life, where she was like, when things are hard or when things are scary, just start bursting into laughter. And she should have never told me that because I've I've laughed at every inconvenient moment in my whole entire life funerals start dying laughing like scary movie like I just started laughing I can't I cannot help it so I was like oh this is probably one of those situations where she's just like she's not comprehending what's happening so she's just laughing out of like mm-hmm. your laughter you know so that's where my mind went to first I was like I think like within that young of an age range a child is really only exposed to pretty much I think like two emotions so mm-hmm. it's all been usually it's like a lot of laughter smiling and then you know if the child cries right it's like oh you know care calm you know cool collective type of you know emotion so it's really only going from like the middle to the highest of happy you know I don't think there's ever well, it depends on, you know, um, what you're exposing your child to. But, like, there's never really, like, anger or any sort of emotions like that. So maybe that was the only way that your niece could have processed that information. You know, of course, like, she's not going to be, I don't think she would cry. Because, again, you know, what if she was, you know, she was watching, you know, the horror movies or, like, watching cartoons where it's like, okay, people go flying bonk boom like that's funny so she was just mimicking what was possibly like shown to her mm-hmm. and thinking like oh my gosh this person went three feet the, the hundred feet oh my gosh they went so far 
and they flew. Because think about it. When we watch comedy, when we see people get hit by cars, we laugh too. But of course, like at this age, (laughs) like we'll laugh because we know it's fake. But, you know, I think at that age, it's like, oh, I'm not processing that. Like, this is real because it looks like something that I've seen before. Uh, So I wouldn't necessarily... (laughs) I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, my child is Satan. I think in my mind, I'll be like, oh shit, I got a problem. <laughs> but, but I think what, like, if they have the ability to talk and, or like, give me some sort of words, I'll possibly ask, like, oh, like, why do you think it's funny? And like, I would probably have them tell me why. So then it could give me a better understanding. Because I remember working with Head Start Age never in my life fucking again I will never work with the young babies this kid came up to me and said my butt hurt my mind went to like somebody raped them in the home like I gotta take care of the baby <laughs> oh, no. but he was like but the teacher was like oh he has the poop and I'm like yeah see like my <laughs> mind always goes to abuse like because kids are just so impressionable and they're so vulnerable so I was like yeah never again um <laughs> So again, like I would try my best to better understand them with the little words that they say and, and ask them questions. But I don't think at like a younger age, I would expose my child to any sort of like horror or violence. I think I would probably wait until um, probably like seven. Like seven is when I'll wait till like you know, like the Tom and Jerry, the Powerpuff Girls, where like, you know, you're hitting and, you know, things of that nature. Because I think after all ages is like TVY7. And so I think from there is when I'll be like, okay, like usually there's a little bit more context or content in those types of shows. So I would probably wait until the age of seven to be like, okay like I'm gonna spoon feed like little things of like violence you know just as long as it's not gory or bloody at that age and then transition you know a little bit later like I'll watch I'll let them watch the regular Teen Titans at age like seven or eight you know um but I'm not gonna have them watch Freddy Krueger at seven or eight well does that mean y'all sacrificing what you watch because you both are avid fans of the rated R, avid fans. I would, I am a con, I low key, low key, this is the reason why I won't have children because clearly I'm not that great of a parent. Um, but low key, I'm okay with it. Like, I am okay with exposing because again, I was exposed to it like really fucking young. So, horror for me, if my child can digest it in a way that they feel comfortable like they're not getting nightmares and they kind of like it I'm into it like I'm down I'm down for watching them when they want to watch it my the two biggest fears that I would ever have is that a they become a serial killer and then I'm obviously gonna have to be a serial killer mama and then take care of my baby because it's my baby um (laughs) in a mental hospital and that's a possibility too um or b that they're like that they're triggered and anxious by a lot of things and so like I would be the type of parent to like expose them to one or two, like one or two that I find that are like kind of like light, you know, like um, like ones that are not as gory, but maybe more like witchy. Like I would I would show them the craft, you know, 
and the craft isn't that bad it's like a little bit scary but it's not really that scary especially like the new like the new progressive version one Mm -hmm. one. (laughs) yeah and i'd be like okay like look this is like something that i like to like you know like we can bond over it and then based off the reaction then i'll like decide whether or not i'm like yeah it's gucci or not gucci you know yeah Mm -hmm. so like around what like the same age range is like i was saying like seven eight yeah i think seven or eight because i think i like i think from like below seven they're still on like dr mcstuffins and sesame street and stuff like that or i'm you know that i don't have a child so i don't know (laughs) (laughs) my niece got into tiktok really early so i'm like ah tiktok feels really adult to me okay these children are different these days like we can expose them to tiktok and tiktok has a whole bunch of shit that i don't necessarily want my child to be consuming but it's there and it's not harmful you know like it's making them like kind of like a weird person but not harmful well remember um kim kardashian had the sex tape on roblox and her son found it that was not her that had it well yes it wasn't her it was someone uploaded it and it directed it towards her child's roblox yes that freaks me out a lot and he's young but that scares me (laughs) that scares me a lot yeah so i think the real fear is internet at least for me like my fear would definitely be the internet and what they have access to because i've seen stuff and so i can only imagine what they would possibly be seeing but i think okay i wouldn't i think i would still go pretty young with my horror like i would I don't think I would sacrifice anything because I would watch it when I want to watch it, not with, not with my child. So but I would go more like goosebumps or like read them like yeah. stories, like um, stories um, you don't tell in the dark or something like that. You know which one, which books I'm talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely, that's what I was thinking of. I was, I couldn't. Yeah. It, but yes, that. Yeah, so I would probably go in that sort of realm. So first, I would try out imagination. So like. I'll have like a couple candles lit and then you know turn off the lights and then read the book and see like where they're at. And I'm like, cool, boom. No horror. <laughs> but like, they them first and then you know, you know, figure it out later. Cause that's how because honestly, that's how I got into horror young. And that's where my fear came from. So I remember um the very first book I read. The very first book I read that was that probably I would consider horror is um, The Frog Prince Continued. And just the illustration of the book, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is scary. But I'm into it. So I used to always be in the corner after school every day just reading this book. And so pretty much the, it's, um, the Frog Prince, it's happily ever after, but he ain't happy with his wife. And so he goes and runs off into the forest. So he meets the uh, witch from Hansel and Gretel, um, the big bad wolf, and just like all of these like other characters that are supposed to be like the villains. Um, and then he's like, oh my gosh, wait, I had it well. Like, I'm gonna be your husband forever. <laughs> it was kind of now a that is book. a story about infidelity. It ain't got nothing <laughs> to do with horror. Oh. The horror of him leaving. Oh my god, I that one. I like that. Let me that book. I want to read it. I definitely will. I'm I'm honestly gonna buy it. 
I, I, I was like, so Trudia, when you pronounce whore because of your uh, accent, when you're like, I think I would go pretty young with my whore. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, what? <laughs> For the life of me, I can never pronounce whore, like whore. Like, <laughs> that's how I've always heard it, whore. I mean, I get it. I pronounce it with an A, so. Like horror. Horror, but there's no A in it. <laughs> <laughs> there's an er horror, horror. <laughs> spooky ooky shit let's say spooky ookies yes but you know i'm definitely exposing my kid to like halloween town and like hocus pocus yeah, like just, we'll start there and hocus pocus was fucking scared oh no you know what the true test to see if your kids are ready for a rated r like horror movie would be watching the music video to Thriller. If y'all could sit there <laughs> and not scream and have nightmares, that was the first video as a little kid that I watched. I was like, oh no, this is a scary, spooky ookie. I don't like it. <laughs> if you haven't noticed by now, the Mel out of all of us. I'm a bitch. She's not a horror person at all. She is a punk ass bitch when it comes to horror. <laughs> Because thriller in the mouth, thriller. Are you kidding me? When you turn around and he's a zombie too? What? Yeah, that, start, that part was scary. They start dancing to I would have ran. I would have ran. Yeah, the dancing would have scared me. <laughs> <laughs> Not the dancing. <laughs> well, because you know the crooked neck part, yeah. like ooh, 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 and then the thrust, like all right. That's scary shit. I don't know how y'all could sit there. We went on the mini staycation not too long ago. We went to, we stayed in, where did we stay? Anyways, we stayed near Boston, near Salem. And they, these these little two whores <laughs> wanted to go watch the last Conjuring film because, you know, they're avid series filmer. And I was, it was the first Conjuring movie that I watched that I was, you know, I didn't want to say nothing because it was two to one. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, maybe it won't be that bad. It's a sequel is never good. All that. So that shit was scary. But I watched the whole thing through my fingers. And they're over here like, "Mm, no, I remember that from the last. It makes sense now. And they're like, just whatever. And I'm over here like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to sleep. (laughs) And I didn't want to say anything. And that was probably the worst one out of all of them, to be honest, because it was not... It was obviously in the like in the series, but it wasn't like yeah. the other ones were so much more about like a family and a child, and so like obviously this would also fall with family and children too, but it was like how do you throw like a witch in our way out of nowhere? You know, like it just it wasn't even that good. Mm-mm. Okay, but I think you got scared too when you saw the Annabelle doll. That shit <laughs> is scary. I mean, yes, absolutely, absolutely. That animal doll is she, but she also a little thick. I she, the animal doll. <laughs> I, I don't know why that doll has hips and curves. It does not make sense to me. And those I, cheekbones are on point. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, this is off. That's not the Raggedy Ann doll that should have been there. But whatever. That's no Tito shade. Okay, so my next one is again. These are all things that I've been watching and seeing. So there's this one Netflix series about a father. and So it's like a little family. And this woman, she like left her first abusive relationship. Da, da, da. She met this one guy and they were like, it was like cloud nine. He was loving, he was respectful, he was everything. Every white family story. 
So then he was a little bit chunky at first and then he started working out a lot. And so when he started working out later towards a relationship, I think they were together for like eight years and they had two children. One that was like, I want to say she was three. The two children were like different in age and there was an older one and younger one. So then he was working out, da da da, and then the family went on a trip to their to the to the dad's family's house. He said they had to stay back because he was working, even though what he was doing was fucking another bitch. It's giving beard. It's, it's giving beard. It's giving beard. Are you talking about American murder? The American I, murder. You were the one who told me to watch her or something like that. Yes. But anyway, so he stayed back and she went to the family. So she went to the grandma's house and the little daughter apparently has an allergic allergic reaction to every fucking thing on the the planet. Peanuts, soy, soy sauce, this is and that, 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 that. And the grandmother tried to give her like a cupcake that had something that she was allergic to. So she was hoping that that the father would like be on her defense. And he was like, you know, it's just my mother, da, da, da. So then she was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be around your mother. I'm just gonna stay around my family. And I think it was in North Carolina too. Um, so then they were like, you know, everything was really chill, everything was really comfortable, but then he wasn't responding and he wasn't saying anything. And you know, and she was really avid that she was not getting her sex. She was not getting her sex. And so she was like, Oh, he ain't touching me, he ain't doing nothing, he don't love me no more. So then she goes back home and then she's like missing out of nowhere and the best friend is like i called her she said she's gonna call me it's like a really important doctor's appointment like she wouldn't miss it and she wouldn't miss calling me and i'm like something come here (laughs) 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 so then so then she starts freaking out and then there's this whole world like this thing that's happening in their neighborhood of like oh if you find the child if you find the wife like da 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 so he's like he's trying to convince the public and everybody and the police he doesn't know what happened he can't find her she said she was just leaving so then you know obviously the investigation is continuing and continuing and then the police officers finally get out a lie detector test which i think that they're not real but apparently this lie detector you know it actually worked and it was like they were like oh did you know what happened to the children and he was like, no. And the lie detector said, oh, that he was lying. So then at the end of it, he admits to killing the two daughters and the wife. So he first kills the wife. And he works at like, I want to say it's on like an oil plant or something like that. So there are these two giant like bins of oil. And he walks his daughter up to it. And he's like, and he drops one of them one by one in there. So the first one dies, and these are his daughters, not his stepdaughters, not his, these are his children. And they're both itty bitty little girls. He drops one in and he's like, what happened to my sister? And she's, and he's like, you're just gonna go. And then he pushes her in there. Stop you right there because it's actually a lot scarier than that. Chris Watts ended up, you're talking about Chris Watts, the murders. Chris Watts choked one of them out in front of the other one. Oh no! And then dropped her in the in the vat of oil and went for the second one who asked her, "What are you doing, Daddy?" Yeah, yeah I remember this. Yep, yep. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Thank you, Demar, for clarifying. <laughs> but it's like it's like it's scary. It's like to the extent of like, this is your child, you know? Like this, that is like, again, and there's there's multiple stories of like parents who like 
can't do it anymore like that one lady who drowned what like six of her kids or something like that yeah have the folklore of the llorona who literally drowned her kids in the river like it is a part of history for sure like killing your children when you're tired (laughs) (laughs) it's history it's it it basically is but the thing that for me was kind of like it didn't really click in my head again moments where i'm just like maybe this is why i can't be a serial killer because it's just it's too much you could have just left the wife and left with the person you were having an affair with and just left the kids with your wife and just been like, oh, it's over and it's done and move the fuck forward. And instead he was like, nah, I got to kill both of them. I got to kill all three of them. (laughs) And so my question is, do you, uh, what, okay. I obviously know the answer to this one because I know that neither of you would kill your children. But do you, what would you do? At least we're not going to admit it on here. Damn. (laughs) This is recorded. But let's say you both got to the point where like the children were just too much. Like it was too much. Like emotionally, physically, and spiritually, you cannot push forward. And you know that you, you are just, again, I saw another movie of a mother. It's called, um, oh my God, what is it called? Daughter something. I was on Netflix. Oh my, Lost Daughter. It's called Lost Daughter. And it was basically a mother who she decided she doesn't want, like, she just couldn't be around her kids. So she leaves to be a slut at some other country with some other doctor guy, some other writer. And she, like, fucking him on the staircase. She fucking him in the park. She fucking him while the kids are on the phone. She does not give a fuck. And then she leaves her husband with the kids. And then for, like, for like three to four years, she leaves the kids. And then she finally comes back and decides that she wants to be a mother. But then she can't like, she can't grasp in her head or like, she then becomes this like, and it's a fantastic movie. When I figure it out, I'll post it on the, I'll post it on the Instagram, but it's, it's, it's a fantastic movie. But like, she literally is like crazy about her kids. Cause she's like in her head. She like, even those couple of years that she missed, she still kind of expects her kids to like love her and care for her. But then at the end of the movie, she still can't, like, love her kids. And there's obviously more in that movie, too, that I'm not giving it justice. But it's still, like, one of those things where, like, she left the kids with the the guy's mother and her mother. So if they got to that point, what do you think y'all would do? Um, Go ahead, Demel. I think there's something to be said about parents that need counseling in their own lives before they have kids. Because I don't think a lot, like... As people, we are born with the ability to reproduce. That's what we're put on this earth for is basically Mm -hmm. reproduce at the most primal essence of it, right? So you can be anyone and have a child. And unfortunately, a lot of the times, well, not a lot of the times, but in (laughs) in certain situations, like, like these situations, these people that are having children aren't mentally capable of taking care of themselves. And so when they have children, they're forced to take care of themselves and seemingly take care of their children, and they don't have the capacity to do so. And so it manifests into like, oh, I'm so tired that I'm just going to drown my kids or like, I'm so addicted to this one drug that I'm going to like hurt my children or like, I just have the, it's, it's, it's mental illness, I think is what it is because there are many, like, there are many times I, that parents just get tired of their kids. 
the solution to that is never killing them though so i just Isn't i don't it? i i don't know like <laughs> i i think it's mental it's mental disability in a lot of the ways that that manifests when like a parent kills their children or puts them in harm's way or feels like they're able to abandon them and and not look the other way um it's mental illness is what it is or if there's like a history of abuse like you just don't have that connection in your head that says oh protect your children at all in in all circumstance or your children aren't disposable like that's what it is so to me i will never have children until i am ready to have children yeah i will never have children with someone who isn't also ready to have children because in a lot of circumstance your environment can um influence what the type of parenting style that you have say you have children with a guy that doesn't want to have children or a girl that doesn't want to have children and they get like super tired and sick and tired of their children and and unbeknownst to you you go off to work you come back you don't have a family anymore and that's happened before that's <laughs> happened in history before in history history yeah. in history before it's happened many a times so to me it's not a question of i have i'm not going to i'm not going to compare my dog to children let me tell you something. Sometimes he gets annoying. Sometimes he do too much. Sometimes he farts and I'm like, whoa, like that's not right. But there's <laughs> never a thought in my mind that it's like, Bowser, I'm going to kill you for that fart. You know what I mean? Like Bowser, I'm going to kill you for this. Like that's never been a thing. I, and also, I don't think I'm capable of killing like that. <laughs> like these people are killing children in the most terrifying ways. Choking a child out staring right into their their eyes as their life escapes their body they're crying drowning them are you you gotta be like seriously under some mental distress to do some shit like that i would never i could never i could never do that i might i might go off on a vacation and be like i'm gonna call a nanny not even a nanny like that even scares me having a random stranger take care of my children I go and hand it off to my mom or some some somebody better take these children before I do something. <laughs> like, but I would never kill children. <laughs> and my children. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah, no. I don't. Uh, I don't think I would end my child's life. I think if if it if I don't know, like if I got so overwhelmed where like I couldn't even handle my own mental capacity, I would probably end up taking my own life. I like I wouldn't even take like the kids. Like I'll probably just be like, "Yo, I can't." And then, um, not like that, but <laughs> um, but I think you know you have like a point to my. I think like there needs to be some sort of like mental check during I feel like in during all stages of being a parent because being a parent is stressful you're taking care of another human being you're raising them trying to do what you believe is right within this child's life you know try to provide protect um and love but that is stressful like it gets overwhelming it gets tired it can get scary and so 
like you would want to have a support system but also too you don't want to rely on like family and friends all the time to be a therapist per se so it, I think it's important to um, get your own help um but I do think that is a scary thing about having a child like being like oh I I gotta go <laughs> like that's so scary like should you even be oh no if you want to have a child you should obviously but that part is scary to me the like oh I I should go or like oh I have to go it's so stressful I need to like abandon I need to escape because you know I am a person that has done that in the past like oh I'll escape when things get too overwhelming like or I'm gonna stress eat and I know with having um, pregnancy there's also postpartum like there's women who have just up and left and then you don't see or hear from them and then they just come back like nothing happened because uh, that is something that does happen I, I don't know if it's frequently but I feel like it de- there's more stories than often because that's like this recent episode not recent episode but this recent season of um Atlanta the last episode like the um van is her name like she ends up just escaping like she's just like oh my gosh being a mom is so stressful she goes to (laughs) France has a new identity because she fell in love with the movie Amelie (laughs) so she moved to France (laughs) and then becomes like a fucking drug criminal like drug lord and like threatens people with large ass baguettes (laughs) and then she and then out of nowhere she's like you're right this isn't the real me like I gotta like make sure I'm doing what I need to do I need to take care of myself so I feel like a lot of it is just mental health when things get overwhelming obviously like making sure like you ask for help I think that's the most important but would I kill my children no I don't have the capacity I have so much empathy like if I were to kill my kids I'll probably go with them like oh no what did I do (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to um (laughs) but yeah I, I, I wouldn't try and let kids stress me out that much because I've worked with them yeah they get on my nerves so you just give them a little pow pow and then they'll be all set. I was watching the um y'all watch uh with Trixie and Katia. Yeah. There's an episode where Katia was like, Oh, my mom was like the mother of four, four or five children or something like that. One day she just got fed up and she was like, I'm I'm going away. And she went to like China and rode a bike for t- two weeks or three weeks or something like that that's the type that's the type of stress like call that I would make I wouldn't kill my children I would probably just be like I'm going you guys I am leaving Mm -hmm. you're gonna be here with your father or whoever's gonna take care of you but I am fending off basically Mm -hmm. so that's what I would do I don't know if it's I don't know if that's healthy I don't know yeah I don't, I don't really like dealing with children. I really hope that in the future, my children just know how to, t- you know, like not piss me off. That's all I'm asking. As soon as they breathe, they'll piss you off. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I didn't even want you in the, a couple of years ago. You better act right. 
<laughs> I mean, same. I think that's the reason why I'm like, I, again, I would never kill my children, but I am a firm believer of orphanages. Mm. I know that a lot of them are not great. I know the child protection system isn't great either. But there is this fantasy of places in England where it's like a castle and, they, and then they turn, convert it into an orphanage. Most of the time that I've seen orphanages, it's normally in a horror movie and the kids all die. But... My assumption that in real life, the mom not that Like, I just got a chicken sandwich in my back. <laughs> uh, but anyways, unfortunately, orphanages aren't the greatest. But my, there's there's a desire or there's a, a want to believe that a good orphanage exists. And if that place does exist, then I'm a firm believer of it. Drop your kid off there and never look back. I like there's like there's like this hatred from mothers who abandon their children or who like leave their children with the father or who give their children up for adoption. And I'm like, if you're not able to take care of a kid, then why why are you forcing someone to do it? Like most pregnancies are not planned. And sometimes some people know that they don't have the capacity. And so they figure out other ways and alternative ways for them to then give the child a better a quote unquote better life. But no one ever yells at the father for leaving and never coming back. No one's ever like, oh, you're a Debbie dad. It's like in rare situations, it's usually like if the mother, if the mother's the one who decides that they don't want to do it, we're expecting them to like give up their whole entire life and to be this sort of like slave to a child. And it's just like, that never has made sense to me in my head. But I would, I'm, again, I would not kill my children, <laughs> but I'm, I'm very, very okay with leaving and never coming back like if my mother wants them she can have them if my aunties want them they can have them I don't want children and if there's ever even if like god forbid something happens to my sister <laughs> and I end up having to like actually be a godparent I don't know if I can do it I like <laughs> I love my niece and my nephews but I don't know if I don't know if I could give up my life for a child like I don't want children like I just want to be the rich auntie what if they're older yeah. like what if they're older like at what at what age would you say a child is manageable girl never <laughs> i mean okay 16 16 <laughs> i would say i would say 16 because there's two years until they're 18 like the fuck out my house <laughs> <laughs> not even becoming my mother um but i just yeah like i'm not like there was, when I was younger, there was a part of me that was like very invested into being like, I would adopt older children. Like I would be okay with that. They're older, they know how to speak. And, you know, there's not that much fear. And it would be just, it would just be a lot easier. Like an older child just has like more, they're more close to like what you exist as. But girl, no, no, children are just, I know. Like I have a dog and it feels overwhelming already. <laughs> and again, a dog is not a child. But I think that that is usually the first step that people are like, consciously, that is the first step of taking care of something that is outside of your physical being. So you have to water it, you have to take it to the hospital, like you have to, not water it, you have to feed it, you have to, you already have fucking up. You have to, like, it's, it is a laborious process to even have a pet. So imagine having a child, and I know people who have children, and I know that there are some women who like, literally hair pulled, like they, like, they're over it. Like my mother had five and there was five of us in the house 
for a very long time. And I knew that was very overwhelming for her. Um, uh, and that's why we got the amount of beatings that we got. You know, like there was a serious amount of beatings for us just being children, like literally for laughing and being joyous, we'll get our ass beat. And so it was like, it was very, I'm very conscious and aware of the exhaustion of children. And I'm taking a stance at this point in my life as an adult to say that I will never have any. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, like, I just, I like, I don't, yeah. And as I said in the beginning, there's just something about the death of children or adults taking child's lives away. That is just, it is overwhelming. It is overwhelming to me. And I don't know what it is. Or even when I hear like a child crying, like at like the supermarket or something like that, I can't do it. I can't. I like, I get, I genuinely want to start crying too, or I get really scared. Like I just, and I haven't worked through this in my therapist yet, but <laughs> like there, there's clearly something wrong. Like I, like I just, it's like, and maybe it's because I've like worked with, even though I've worked mostly with teenagers and like kids who are in middle school, like there's just there's an empathy in me that like or maybe it's my motherly instinct maybe that's where my motherly instinct comes in is where like I just I can't like I can't children being in pain children being in harm like and like I, I think it's the worst thing in the world like I genuinely mm-hmm. like I'm like no that's bad that is bad not good bad could you be persuaded though to have children I'm gonna ask you the the age-old question that women who say they don't want to have children always get is oh you yeah. wait till you meet the right person yeah so Alora asked me the same thing recently Alora is a friend of the pod um she's a really good friend of mine and she was also she was one of the friends who I was like yes we're both not having children and so recently she's about to get married congratulations I've been hanging out with my nieces and nephews and you know before we were the two that were like very together on like not having children and so but now she's converted now she's like oh I think I want to have kids and I feel like you would be a great mom and you you know one day like now you don't want it but I know one day you will and so then I sat with it for a second (laughs) I sat with it and I was thinking about the price point of a child (laughs) so children me Noel Puello having a child who do you think I am? Do you think I'm going to buy Goodwill clothes for my kids? Do you think I'm going to buy anything inexpensive for my children? Absolutely not. I can already tell you the water bottle that I want to get for a child if I had a child, and it costs way more than my rent. So I, I, the expense of a child that I personally would want to have, piano lessons, violin lessons, I want them to learn the harp, they need to know at least three languages, I want them to go to the elite private school in Switzerland that costs around 200 grand every year. Like, I just know that for me to ever have a child, it would ha- I would have to be like a fucking millionaire, a billion, millionaire, billionaire. I just, I know that I couldn't. I know that I could not. I'm a person now struggling with the, like, I, I love watching unboxings. But now I'm struggling with my favorite thing in the world <laughs> because I am struggling with the thought of being poor and I am st- deeply struggling with like this anxiety that like I'm never going to have exactly what I want and it bothers me so much and I know that I couldn't do that to a child. I know me, I could not do that to a child. I could not, I could not hear my baby be like, ah, mommy, I want a pony. I'm just <laughs> I'm a pony and I'm gonna, my baby, I will get you a pony. I'm gonna get a pony. I'm gonna get it. So 
<laughs> so financially, it's a, it's not, bro. Like it's no, it's a no. It is a, it is a deeply centered no because I know what it look what it looks like to live. I had, we were five and there was only one income in the house and that was my stepfather's and we were stretching that shit bitch like it is hard to take care of a child financially so I know that like there were a lot of things that I didn't have while I was growing up that it would just kill me not to give to my child so I would I, I can't do it and I know myself I'm selfish and I'm hyper aware of how selfish I am and I want really nice things in this world and I cannot see myself emotionally letting go of an eight thousand dollar bag that I really want you know what I think it comes from a child I think it comes from your upbringing and how you are well one so okay like your upbringing there's just so many of y'all in the house right and so having to share so your family has like a really big like I want I don't want to say policy but like a big sharing policy so everyone has to share like there's like there's no you get that we all get that so you make McDonald's we all eat that McDonald's so I think it it comes from that one one chicken nugget per person it no glass piece we're gonna split in it eights so I yeah, think so no. it stems from that, um, like how you just want things to yourself, like you want your own things, you just want to take care of yourself because you're all you're taking care of everybody else and you've been doing it. Yeah, and also like we've we've all grown up with fantasies it is a big part of it is a big part of an upbringing we all know the cinderella we all know the jasmine we all know the everything if you look at every princess story none of them are like oh they lived happily ever after and they had a child not (laughs) one of them has ever been like yes they busted out some kids so like for me as a person who digested that fantasy my fantasy has always been I want to find Prince Charming. I want to find the most perfect husband. I want to have what I would consider my castle to be the most, like, I want it to be, like, my, y'all know how I feel about homes. Like, I want it to be the most beautiful fucking thing so that when people come over, they get jealous of everything that I have. Like, and it will always be in my blood. I am a Capricorn through and through. Like, I, I cannot help it. And so, like, if you're asking me, hey, do you want this fucking Monet piece, Monet for a million, three thousand something, da, 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 some ridiculous amount of number, or would you like to give birth to a fucking child? <laughs> Bitch, we know what I'm going with. Like, it's just, it's no, it's no, it's no. Every time in my head, it is absolutely no. It is absolutely I am more interested in living in a life of of tranquility and a life of beauty and a life of elegance and a life of splurging whatever the fuck I want to. You know, like, a child won't give me none of that. A child won't bring me happiness. A child won't bring me elegance. A child is not a trip to Genovia. You know, like, I want my parents. I want to go be, I want to go be Princess Mia. You know, like, it is not going to give me that. And as much as like, even if my partner was like, hey, like, 
like let's say in 10 years they're like oh like I feel like I really want a child now I would absolutely leave my partner as much as I love them I would absolutely leave them because I just in in my trajectory of life just not bruh it's not I'm I'm going to be super auntie to the max and that's as much as I, I feel like I can handle we'll see <laughs> no Noel is I mean, serious because I, I just have I just have like one of those dreams and I've thought about this before like if we all had our perfect child like if our child came out exactly like who we are I know Noel's kids could be a fucking nightmare Oh, absolutely. Oh, fucking Ab- nice. you absolutely. Walk, you'd get in there and be like, I got you this Barbie. And they'd be like, my mommy got me that Barbie like three seasons ago. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. My I think you got that from Kmart. For sure. What is that? Tap water? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't drink nothing yeah. but boss water in our house. Like absolutely. If I had a child, it would be an elitist to the max. Like yeah. it would be capitalist, elitist. It would be like... It, it, there would be a problem it would be a problem no, because i know my child would look at poor people and be like ew gross you know it was just like it would be like, like, like blue ivy serving that food yeah it's like ew, we're gonna do this it wasn't the ear. like i just know it i just know it for a fact if i was because i know for a fact if i wasn't humbled by poverty if i wasn't humbled by really be existing in a way that I necessarily deem as like not what I want like I know I would be an elitist piece of shit I am like and it is a weird thing to say but it is a reality like I know that I would be like girl if you broke you broke please back up like like, I can't like the stench of Walmart like I just like it is a no for me it's a no well that is the product of being poor you know what I mean like I I definitely this one of those things like I would if I had a minimum wage job and I rented I wouldn't have a kid and that's sad to say but it's like I grew up in that environment my parents did everything for me like my parents were like kids that didn't have the first pair of shoes till they like 12 or 13 and now they own a house and now I live in another country where I have more opportunity if I can't provide that same level of like taking care or like care of my children elevated to the what the standard is now yeah I'm not having no children I'm so sorry period, period. I'm like I'm even now like I'm not like I'm not super rich but like I'm like no my dog needs to have go to the doggy spot like he needs to do that he needs to go to doggy daycare and just be pampered and loved and cared for and I truly believe in that (laughs) (laughs) and that is a dog so yeah like it's just like I think the thing for me too is that like in my head I've always had an artist career and I think with being an artist I, I have met a lot of artists who are parents and they had to give up one or the other. They either had to give up, they had to like lose a certain amount of time in the studio and just be okay with having like minimal work and not necessarily being like a renowned artist. And there are other parents who like, who did the opposite where like they love their children, but they gave up a lot of time with their children to like be in their practice. And so, like, I, as a person who it, who considers themselves an artist, like, my practice, I, I, 
I can find ways to give up time for my practice to spend time with my friends. I can find ways to give up time for my practice to spend time with my partner, with my family, with my dog, with a child. It'd be a hard thing. It would be. <laughs> I don't think I could give up the time. Like I would be like, put that bitch in daycare. I'll see. Because that's week. a different time too. Like that's a yes. different type of time development. Like all that. Yes, absolutely. Because it's like, and you know, and we we've you know, me and Trini have worked with children, and we've gone through a series of trainings of like how the child brain has to be developed and how to take care of a child so that they don't get traumatized and this and that. And da, 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 da. Oh, we've done that with even with RA training sometimes, where they were like, oh, you have to do things with X, Y, and Z because of like whatever X, Y, and Z. <laughs> so it's just like I just I just know that I couldn't do that. I know I couldn't do it. As much as I wanted to. And I don't get me wrong, I love kids. Like I think kids are like a blessing to this earth. I just nice no, like I didn't grow, I you know. It's just not it's like for some people. Yeah, like some people like in the movie Juno, fucking I can't remember what her name is, but the actress in Juno, the mother, oh, she was in 13 and going on 30. What's her name? She's she is now he. No, 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 Elliot no, Page, not, 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 not the mother, he, the mother. Oh, I, I don't, don't know. remember her name. Is it Jennifer Gardner? Is it Jennifer Gardner? Thirty, thirteen, going on thirty. She yes. also played as Electra. Yes, the Daredevil uh, spinoff. Yes, I don't, I don't remember her name, but there was one scene in the movie where she was like. Where she like she knew that her marriage was finally ending or some shit like that, and she was like, "Oh, she was born to be a mother. Like she has always felt in her spirit in her life that she was born to be a mother." And I don't think I've ever had that emotion. I've had the exact opposite when I was like, "I feel like I was born to be a billionaire." <laughs> like, that, was my, <laughs> that is my feeling. I'm like, I feel like I was born. To walk into Hermes and ask for whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> That's what I feel in my birthright, you know? But I have to go soon because I'm going to watch the movie Woke in theaters. Not so, woke. No. Yes. No. I mean, what is it called? No. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Um, <laughs> woke for nope. <laughs> lol. Um, so, do we have any final thoughts? So it's final stressful. Thoughts. This is a stressful podcast. Let me just mention that. I mean, absolutely. Stress. And I think, but again, like thinking about like imagine your child got ran over. Like, I don't know <laughs> if I I don't know if I could do that. Like, I like no. I, would, I would die. Like Trinia said, like I would kill myself. Like I couldn't do that. That would be a, a oh my god, like what like no like no i'm good i'm done i'm ready to go bye you're like no nah, take me jesus mm-hmm. and take me on ready <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so my final thought for this episode if you stay ready you ain't gotta get ready <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, my, and my final thought is rewatch thriller watch how scary that shit is don't don't tell me it's not scary it's scary That's it's scary yes and my final thought is <laughs> if you are a parent please watch your child 24 7 watch that child 
24-7. They will die. The second you're not looking at them, they will instantly perish. I promise you that. I promise you. That's it. It will disappear. It will just... That's it. It dies. It just dies. I don't know what it is. What babies do I feel it dies? Or babies. It happens often. It happens a lot. Watch your children. Like, watch... Like, Bitch, you're tired. Okay, then don't fuck. Don't have sex. Like, what the fuck? It's your fault. And that was. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our latest episode of Can I Help You? Oh, we'll be Thanks back next for week, listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.